Hey guys, welcome to At the Wall. I'm Mr. Danny Ramo. Did you really just? Okay, sure. Yes, feel free to jump in. Okay, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, name's Wonder. You know me. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, Ali here. And I'm Ryan King. <laughs> and thank God to Wonder that he what? didn't give up he, all his bio this episode. Oh, come Dear on, it's God. just the second episode. Okay, no, ask dude, that's for the uh, that's for the outro. That's for the outro. Yeah, yeah. That's our post credit scene. When we have oh, a little man. subscribe screen at the end of the video, that's going to be what's good. We're just going to hear wonder like, well, just see, I was Jesus born Christ. in 1998. Jesus Christ. Back in a, my day. I was a lone Shushan in Glasgow. I'm feeling like the second youngest of the, of the bunch. Like, what the hell? You are. You, you are. are you, yes. you don't but you're, it. We all know you were an old man inside. No. Fuck no. no. That, that'd be me. But anyway. Okay, yes. yes Today okay, we're going to talk yeah. about... Expanded universes, right? That's what you yeah, said. Apparently, yeah. um, if we are going to throw everything at the wall, we need to throw <laughs> the most generic stuff at the wall, too. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, it's generic now because of franchises, but... Oh, yeah, sure. Wait, Marvel it, wait, it wasn't wait, generic wait. five years... Well, not five, ten years ago. Wait, are, are we Rewind an expanded universe? No. Uh, no, not yet. No. Not I yet. mean, we have at the wall and we have the other podcasts. Yes, no, but no, if, no, no. If, all of, if all of us did our own content prior to this and then started doing this thing, no, yes. See, that's our mistake. This is exactly why this isn't popular yet. We're doing what DC did. This is our no, no, no. The, the reason why this isn't popular yet is because it's the, the second episode. It's calm your tits. Like, yes, but anyhow. it's YouTube. Things that get popular from the, from the get-go. Yes. Not really. I don't yes. think so. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Logan Paul has abs. <laughs> and then, oh my God. He's okay. also a giant asshole, but okay. Yeah, yeah, like I never said he was a good person, but what I mean, I'm not I mean, a giant not... asshole. How come I'm not popular? <laughs> you don't have to be a good person to be good on YouTube, guys. Newsflash. Anywho, oh, yeah, that's we're, why we're, we're, we're getting um, a bit <laughs> off topic, man. Yeah. So, um, and we want that algorithm. So yeah, like, got <laughs> we want that algorithm. Do not talk about suicide forests. Oh my god. Oh okay. boy. Uh, anyway, oh, expanded universes. Expanded universes. Yes, expanded universes. Let's expand our minds, kids. Are we they good? Talk. Do you like them? Do you think they're overused? Uh, yeah, start. Whatever. Yeah, yes and yes. Yes and uh, yes. Okay, so you like them, but you think you're overused. Why? I, I, okay. You, okay. You like, I, I, I like them because for most things, it's just bringing things together that are already part of the same thing. Well, well, for example, Marvel, they were already part of the same big properties, just eventually it came together and then it was owned by the same thing. So it's just one thing making those smaller things that were already con were already going to be connected, but let's just call it expanded because we're technically, not, we're, we, we technically make our, they're, well, sorry, they're technically separate entities, but still made by the same person. So. So I think you'd say that expanded universes are your thing, right? Yes, kind of. So like, it, it's, it, it's just a fancy name for franchises now, anyway. Yeah, that's a I mean, yeah. Um, I like them. I, I think it's a great idea. I like this whole interconnectedness stuff because it gives you the chance to tell the stories that were happening in the background that you might not be as aware of. And it gives you the chance of creating moments. Like, for example, I don't really love Endgame as a film in general. 
But the, the final battle scene where everybody steps through the portals, I am not going to lie, that scene made me cry. I cried. I mean, I cry a lot. I, I didn't I cry. I shot myself, but I didn't cry. Uh, no, I cried. Like, I, I full on, like, it felt like the culmination of something that had been, that, you know, that had been, like, right there for most of my life. And yeah, I, also, I, I, also I, cried. I genuinely cried. I mean, I mean, you see, that's precisely the problem, I think. Like, Marvel's expanded universe is obviously the most popular one right now because they actually give it time to build up. But a lot of people have said that before, I think. Because even if you start with a proper setup of your basic characters, like Warner Brothers... No, was it Warner Brothers or Universal? Universal tried to do this. But then they also tried to shove in a lot of expanded universe shit on the movie of their first basic The mummy. We're talking yeah, about the mummy. The mummy was a terrible movie. Oh, right. That was supposed to be an expanded universe. Yeah, yeah. that was supposed to be an expanded universe. With How could Angelica? you not notice that it was supposed to be an expanded universe? The whole movie is basically Tom Cruise putting on his 12-inch heels so he doesn't seem short and yelling at you, Do you like my universe now? I, I actually, like, I liked the, com- the concept of the whole, oh, all of the monsters are together and whatnot. I, I liked it because I actually like the concept of the old monsters uh, you know, being revamped. You know who did it better than the mummy? Who? Hotel who? fucking Transylvania. Oh, it's boy. not a good movie. It's not a great movie, but even that movie is better than the mummy by miles. No, I mean, yeah, but they're not comparable. Are they though? <laughs> no, they're talking about different stuff. Even though they're using like pretty much the same characters. They're talking about very, very different stuff, and I don't think they should be comparable. Like, I think the problem, the principal problem of uh, the whole Dark Universe thingy is they actually tried to do the Marvel, what Marvel did, because they actually, I didn't know it was going to be an expanded universe when I entered to watch The Mummy. And for really? the first half, they were yeah, having it like a yeah, lot. It happening for a long time. Yeah. I, I don't know how I didn't know, but I didn't know. So I actually went to, for, I don't know what reason, I actually went to watch The Mummy, like, the second day was that. Because I mm-hmm. watch a lot of movies with my parents. Uh, we go a lot to the cinema. A fuck ton. So, uh... Little disclaimer here. Over where we live, cinemas are cheap. Not like in the I US. Mean, I mean, Some cinemas are cheap. Some, some cinemas. If you, want, if you want to go to the VIP ones, they're probably more expensive than the US. Oh, but they're good. Oh, they're good. Yes, they are. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I go a lot to the cinema. So we went and watched that movie. I, I didn't know it was an expanded universe. Uh, I think they, they also, they wrote, they, they showed the whole logo, right? They, they had the logo. Yeah. The it's universe. It's like, like the, universal uh, or something like that. Yeah, it's universal. But the, the whole planet is like black and then it just yeah. says Dark Universe. It's it, it's actually a pretty cool logo. But yeah, I actually watched the logo and I didn't realize it was uh, an expanded universe. And then I saw the entire situation with the entire situation with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And then they had a lot of art- artifacts. And then it ended up on a cliffhanger with a setup. And I was like, oh shit. So that's where they're going. Uh but actually, the the moment the movie went downwards and you can spot it is when they started shoving in stuff. So that's a problem. I, I would uh, argue that the movie went downwards the second that you see Tom Cruise's face. Tom Cruise, now, Tom, let, let me, Tom Cruise no. is not a bad actor. 
Tom Cruise is not a bad actor, I agree. But um, no, the problem here is not Tom Cruise. The problem is that the second you see Tom Cruise's face, I can't remember exactly how the movie begins, but when you see Tom Cruise's face and the way he's acting, here's the thing. Tom Cruise is the, we talked about Eddie Redmayne uh, previous. Okay, no, that was the other podcast. But if anyone speaks English and Spanish, you know, uh, we talked about Eddie Redmayne, how he's so, he's a chameleon. Like visually, he's still Eddie Redmayne, but you can tell it's a different character and it makes you forget who's acting it. Tom Cruise is the polar opposite of that. He could look, com he could look just completely different. And then, but the way he acts would make you realize it's Tom Cruise. Like even if he were CGI to hell, it would still be Tom Cruise. And the thing is, I grew up with the original Mummy movies, right? Brendan Fraser. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, immortal and all that, and I really like those movies. Honestly, they're I know not, where this is going. <laughs> they're not like the best movies, but the second you see Tom Cruise, you know, oh god, this is going to be an action adventure movie. They're doing a Marvel <laughs> thing with this. It's not a horror movie. It's not an Indiana Jones like movie. It's just going to be an action movie because that's what Tom Cruise does. He's mm -hmm. done some other stuff, you know, Interview with the Vampire. Um, he, he's done traumatic stuff and he's actually decent at it but when you see his face and you see the expression he makes and the situation they're in it hits you oh god they made the mummy into an action movie that's like the original had fights but that's not but, a bad thing I, I don't no, think it's not a bad thing, a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing but you see if you make the mummy into an action movie the original mummy had stuff like the Metjai and Imhotep's, you know, supernatural powers and all the mummies he could use to do his bidding. He, it had other stuff. But in this one, it's just the single mummy, right? It's mm. Amunet. And well, the thing is, the single mummy with powers, with no servants, no nothing, versus this dude who is now becoming a mummy, basically, and sees dead people. Turned it into a superhero film. It's literally a superhero film. And that's not bad. I would love to see some original superhero films around here. But the problem there is, the second you saw that it was a cinematic universe, and then you were clued in by Tom Cruise's presence and by the fact that he's turning into a super-powered mummy, that this was a superhero film, you knew that this wasn't their own attempt at building a unique universe with the properties they had. This was a copycat of the Marvel Universe with the serial numbers filed off. And Tom Cruise was her Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, you know, this movie was like... So, okay, let, let's, let's rephrase it. Um, this movie was started around the 5th of June in 2017. And that's when they confirmed that it was going to become its own universe. with. Right. Uh, with movies like Dracula, the Monster of the uh, of the Black Lagoon, the Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. The uh, thing is, yeah, that was like, <laughs> wow, the Mummy really? was supposed to be, you know, a scary thriller. It wasn't supposed to be like an action movie, and I, I it was important. That. It was never a thriller. Were you scared by the original Mummy? Well, we're talking about different 
uh, original mummies, but they wanted to bring bring oh, okay, back. Yeah, is... you, mean, you mean like the actual original, like the black and white? Huh. I'm not talking about you know the Brendan Fraser Brendan one. Fraser, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about the mummy, uh, the, the Universal mummy. Um, okay, yeah, I know which one. It's very important for this one. It was very important for this one to establish that tone, since they were you know hyping you know um, that this was going to be a dark universe. Meaning you're going to be seeing the mummy, Frankenstein's girlfriend, the monster of the Blue Lagoon, the Invisible Man, which I haven't seen yet, but I, I've heard that, that it's an amazing movie. That it's an amazing movie. Actually, that was going to be part of the um, like it has honestly, it has the storytelling and cinematic quality of an of like a well done art house film. Like mm-hmm. I would not blink if you told me that this was uh like a Bong Joon Ho film. Or some I, I like it seems it's an art house film, but it has the amazing thriller sensitivities of a really well done horror movie. I that, love that movie. That was the feeling that you should have got gotten from the mummy and uh Frankenstein's girlfriend. But the bride of Frankenstein. The bride of Frankenstein. The bride of Frankenstein. Um but you you don't get that by casting someone like um uh, uh what's his face? Tom Cruise. That's like that, <laughs> Sorry, um, that's like casting The Rock to play in I don't know. Uh, Shazam too. Shazam. What? what? No, the no, Rock no. is Shaz- The Rock is gonna be in Shazam. The Rock is gonna be, be Black Adam. Adam. He's gonna be Black Adam. Be Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna, and that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, good. It's, it's The Rock. And here's the thing: if he eventually becomes a villain, he's really. It doesn't matter yeah, what the your game is. The Rock can be one hell of a villain. You, you just gotta let him be like evil and stuff. You just gotta let him be The Rock, not Dwayne Johnson. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yes, I mean, The know. Rock has two characters, and that's The Rock and the Serious Rock, also known as Dwayne Johnson. Yes. But most I, of the I time, think think there, there's also his best character, Hollywood Rock. But that's a topic yes, for another exactly. time because <laughs> only two of us watch wrestling. So that's yeah. definitely a topic for another time. No, okay, I don't watch wrestling, but I know everything about The Rock. Test me, bro. <laughs> What the fuck? So, so you guys have, have, okay, have, okay, have you seen the Sacramento concert? The last time? <laughs> oh, okay. That's question. the best promo oh. of his career. Quick question. He, quick question. He, he goes in, into Sacramento to do a promo on the ring with a guitar. And he oh, gets booed yes. to hell. Yes. Ali, quick question. Yeah. Yes. What, oh, does the, the, what is it that the rock smells? What what is it? Uh, What's ah? I don't know what he smells, but what, I can smell what, what, what he's cooking. Has he ever Sorry. said what he smells? I, 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 what, what the rock yeah. cooking? Yeah, has he ever said what he's cooking? I don't know. If you what want a stupid answer, it's put in class. Knows. That's, that's knows answer. Answer. What's the stupid yeah. answer? Wait, what's it's an idiotic answer. answer? It's a very stupid T-shirt. Yeah. And, oh my god, reason, I hate the t-shirt. The, but... the, re- the reason that the only part of the meme that survived is can you smell what the rock is cooking is because the next part is so impressively stupid it undermines the amazing awesomeness of can you smell what the rock is cooking. Yes. Is it a rock combo? Let's roll it back to expanded universes because okay, we could so, talk about the rock anyways, the entire time. Let's leave the, the rock for a different version. time. Yeah. Anyways, let me we get back to what I was saying. Time. No, uh-huh. I, I actually want to build... Oh, okay, you, you can finish. I, I just had an idea, though. We could transition into DCU, because we just talked about Shazam. You know, the only freaking good movie they have to release. Wait, wait, wait. I will fight you, know you on that. Are you saying Wonder Woman is not a good movie? Yeah, are you Wonder saying that? Woman is, Wonder Woman has perfect, has a perfect first and second act, and it's 
It has a shit, 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 shit with a capital S third act. Oh, I agree with that. But the thing is, Shazam has a mediocre first act, a kind of good second act, and an absolute shit great. third act too. No, it's the great. It's a great third act. I, I hate. No, I hate not. the the friend. But are you serious? The, the 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 problem with I mean Shazam, like the greatest thing about Shazam is that it it actually knows what it is, so it doesn't take itself too seriously. It, 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 and that's actually a sin that Wonder Woman didn't respect. Like, it, it's a rule that Wonder Woman didn't respect. And in that regard, Shazam is a better movie. Because they, they knew what they were doing. They knew where they were going. They had a complete structured idea of what they were going to do with the character. And everything was planned from the get-go. No, I, I would it, argue. It feels structured and systematically correct. The movie is correct. It is cohesive. It's oh, I would Woman argue that it's not cohesive. but. Um, I get that from a filmmaker, from a purely uh, qualitative, qualitative standpoint, you know, like from, okay, is this a movie that's made with care? Um, usually consistency is what you're looking for. But honestly, I would rather have a movie with an amazing first and second acts and a mediocre third act. It's not mediocre, it's shit. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. It's terrible, it's and it undermines the entirety of the two first acts. It's a slap in the face to every single Look, idea they were, they were building. Wonder Woman, okay, Wonder Woman has a lot of problems. I will, like, it has a shitload of racial problems. Like, has nobody else noticed that there is, like, literally one Native American character, and his whole character is, I can track. Like, yeah, it, ha it, has, a lot, it has a lot of problems. Like, it has a shitload of problems. I, honestly, I don't think I've actually... Uh, seen that movie critically because i like it too much but you know you know i what? would argue that at least i left wonder woman feeling like oh yeah i want to see more of this character i left shazam thinking well that was a mediocre comedy you know what um you know what what would what quote of a movie would definitely describe dc's expanded universe what you stood on the shoulders of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could. And before you even knew it, before you even knew what you had, you patented it, you packaged it, you slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you want to sell it. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah because the problem. problem is a lot of people talk about the problem with expanded universes, and they always say the problem is they don't build up enough. But I don't think that's the entirety of the problem. I don't think they're looking at the bigger picture here. I think the problem with expanded universes is that they're copying Marvel, Marvel. in every way that doesn't matter and refusing yeah. to copy them in every way that does. So they say, okay, Marvel has superheroes that make fun action movies that are full of quips and sarcasm and humor and over-the-top action scenes. Let's do that. And then they don't copy the buildup. They don't copy the charisma. They don't copy the practice of, of having unknown actors so they can shine. They don't copy the practice of giving directors just enough freedom to make the movies have some flavor on their own without giving them enough freedom to derail the universe. Just, I think um, it's a terrible issue with Marvel. I will say yeah, that. They don't have a lot of flavor on their own. They, they I think just, they do. I think Marvel has... I, I think Marvel... One of the few things that Marvel to. has done amazingly well as a company is that it actually gives... And not at the beginning. At the beginning, it was all very cookie-cutter uh, cookie and standard. But I think that in the end, Marvel has the strength that it allows some of its directors to really go beyond. For example, The Winter Soldier 
it's not a superhero movie at all. It's a political thriller. It's a Mission Impossible movie. Oh, but it's, you're, it's a spy thriller, you're yeah. thinking like the best movie on the cinematic universe. Oh, no. And, and defending the entire not only that. To me, the best movie in the cinematic universe, the best two movies are the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I adore those movies. They're masterpieces. Really and that's that. precisely because James Gunn can actually be James Gunn instead of being Marvel. Like, yeah, it has a Marvel sort of like a paint coat that makes it Marvel, but it was allowed to be a James Gunn film the same way that Endgame was allowed to be a Russo Brothers film. Yeah, my only my only issue with that is even Marvel has has its own limits because they didn't allow Edgar Wright to be Edgar Wright. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I agree. With yeah, one hundred percent agree with. Like I said, I think uh, creator freedom is a problem Marvel has, but I think they've gotten it right more than other studios do, especially when trying to make a universe. I mean, yeah. the entire problem with Edgar Wright has uh, some other issues. Like for example, Edgar Wright wanted Ant Man to not be on the cinematic universe. I don't know why, but he actually wanted, wanted him to. He, he wanted to take it freedom. out. Well, if 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 Ant Man is not on the in the expanded universe, then you can do way more interesting stuff, just standalone things instead of having. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, I get why they fired him. He's my favorite director. Like, I really like Edgar Wright. I, I like him a lot, and I get I why they fired him. I hate Ant Man. Ant Man. I despise both of those movies. Ant-Man oh, and Ant-Man really are the worst movies in the cinematic universe. They're worse than Iron Man 2 and what 3. What the fuck? Worst, both of those movies are worse than Iron Man 2 and 3. And they are Did you just say that Ant-Man is worse than Iron Man 2? It's a shit movie. Dude, what is entire... wrong with you? Iron Man 2 is not Okay, I'll tell you film. I'll tell you what's wrong with Ant-Man, okay? Ant-Man, do you know what a Hallmark movie is? Uh-huh. Ant-Man is a Hallmark movie with a cookie-cutter villain, an okay, unoriginal hero, is, uh, and a comedian that's trying too hard to be Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt is annoying when he tries too hard to be Chris Pratt, never mind someone else doing it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I think you don't like it for personal reasons, because I don't think it's okay. that bad of a movie. Like, no, I don't the think it's not personal really reasons. Bad. The villain it's is not personal really, reasons. Really it's one of the... Sorry. Okay, Mario, wanted to talk? I, I, I wanted to change. I wanted to shift <laughs> conversation because this is getting too heated. And I I'm wanted to even... talk. No, something. I'm okay. I'm, I'm not angry of anything. No, I, I want to talk about, some, uh, about one universe that one of <clears throat> us knows by heart. Oh, shit. Oh, God. And that's the Power Rangers universe. Oh, God. No, oh, exactly. shit. oh God. Um, oh, no. That's a problem. What have you done? Yes. No, it has a, a ton. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speaking that it's a a bad universe. I'm saying that it's it's being tested through the ages, and it has stood that test. I mean, it's still sometimes. being. It's still a thing. No, I think I mean, it is still a thing. But sometimes, it just it is still a thing because a lot of the Disney era, uh, for the for the people that don't know, the Disney era, we're talking about Power Rangers Wild Force to Power Rangers RPM, a lot of those series pretty much ignored uh, each other's lore. They ignored continuity, they ignored each other's lore, and they actually found creative and weird, wacky ways to get them to cross over sometimes. Quick pass, quick pass. For those what? who don't know, uh, Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin to the 
most recent that the, that it's Beast Morphers, it's mm -hmm. all the same story. It, the the characters change for a reason. There is a reason to everything. But <laughs> I, I I doubt that. Kinda. Just well, yeah, kinda. Sometimes well, there's one in Japan. I, I mean from no, no not really. Uh but I know that from Mighty Morphing to in space, there is a reason for everything. They well, they tried to have a reason for everything. But then on they just ignored a lot of the lore that they had established in between things, and they just found more ways to get them to cross over and took care of the problems that they ignored with the lore of the other shows. Uh, right now, they're actually trying to connect everything through the Morphing Grid, because I don't know why the fuck the Morphing Grid is, like, the god, and the source of all power and your power, and that's stupid. I'll tell I you think. why. I'll tell you why, because IDW got a hold of it. Yeah, makes sense. I IDW. IDW, but they have a really, really bad tendency of making the most insignificant things into the whole overriding reason for the universe. Like, seriously, guys. Mm, yeah. Like, do you think, the, like, for example, the IDW Transformers, do you think the the story is about the Allspark? Nah, man. The story is, the story is about the Civil War and civil relations, which, while it's, while it's a lot better than the actual Transformers story before that, was the most infinitesimally small backstory detail in the original stories. So IDW yeah. has a tendency to do that. And I really love everything IDW does. Like, I've never read a bad IDW comic. And every single property they adapt, the adaptation is sometimes better than the original, or at least as good. The concept they, they made with uh, Power Rangers was sometimes really good, sometimes was shit. Because uh, they pretty much... You can tell these guys never fucking watched a single episode. And I get that that's, that's not a problem as much uh, some people would make it up to, make it to. Uh, but, for example, if you're making, they made the whole thing with the Solar Rangers, which is like this weird team that they made up from a bunch of uh, different Rangers from different, different seasons. They made them, they, they tied them up. I, I don't remember why. They they made a reason so that they could fight together and make like a new ranger team, uh, but they pretty much ignored half of the personalities of the cast. They made the Ninja Storm Green Ranger. They ma made him like a goof, when his entire character is that he wasn't the goof of his season. Like his season was a bunch of goofs, and then he was serious. And then they made Andros, which is the Who's the, the mighty morph? No, he's the in space, uh, in space Red Ranger. They made him a freaking cardboard robot thing with no emotions. When Andros, like literally, there there are a bunch of episodes in 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 space where they tell uh, tell Andros like your problem is you you show too much emotions. You cannot be a ranger. And so yeah, they, they pretty much ignored. All of the material that they had. I think what you recognize uh, is that most IDW comics are um, are a series of reboots. Like no, I haven't seen a wasn't. single IDW comic that actually uh, that actually said it takes place in the same universe as this, whatever. This wasn't. Graphic. This wasn't. They actually like they grabbed uh, the whole arc with um, the whole thing with uh, what's his name. Darkon? Uh, no, yeah, Darkon. Darkon. Darkon? 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 
Darkon. Yeah. They they grabbed the the entire issue with him, and then they they made like oh so now the whole the, the all the bunch of guys that travel through dimensions they gotta get back to their dimensions. So yeah, they're it's, technically it's, it's canon. selective. I, I think IDW what it does is it does a kind of a selective alternate universe where it keeps whatever the writers. Uh, that's why I think the IDW stories were so good. It's because uh, it gives their writers total freedom to tell the story they want to tell within that universe. And a lot of the times the stories fit the universe really well. Um, but I think what makes them be able to do that is that they give them the freedom to pick and choose whatever they want to actually include and just do away with everything else. The same thing happened with Transformers. I, the only thing no, they kept... I wouldn't have a problem if they hadn't made uh, Rangers... If they hadn't take... If they, oh, God. If they didn't take Rangers that actually existed... And had a personality, and had arcs, and had actual motives. I wouldn't have a problem. But what they did, they shat on everything, everything that the past seasons were making, and they were good seasons. So that's a problem. If you're gonna grab something and make no, take nostalgia out of it, okay, sure, M make your own team, uh, reboot some you know, shit. I agree and, with and, you, but whenever I read specifically IDW comics, but just adaptations in general. I try to see them as their own new thing because most of the time it's a reinterpretation. It's not actually a, like it's not a retelling. Like it's not the same story told in a different medium. It's a complete reinterpretation. It happens with everything. Um, like for example, going back to IDW, I adore the IDW Sonic comics. They're a good story. They have amazing art, but Sonic's always had shitty storytelling. And that just threw everything out the window. Like, it just went like, oh, we'll keep this character, this character, this character, this relationship, this relationship, this relationship. We'll keep, we'll keep this part of the world. And everything else is new. Mm. And they did the same, for example, like, um, with, with the My Little Pony comics in IDW. They kept all the characters and most of the information of the universe. But they're like, the backstory and everything that has to do with lore, let's throw that away. And here are some new things that are a lot darker and have nothing to do with, well, not nothing, but that are different than what's in the show. And they did the same thing for Transformers. Okay, keep Civil War, keep some of the Autobots from this series, some of them from this series, keep some of the Decepticons here, and just throw them in here. And the story we're trying to tell is a story of revolution and a changing society. They made Megatron into a decent person. <laughs> which That is completely antithetical. I think that is like the version of what you were saying with the emotionless robot being told he's too emotional. It's the exact same thing. Megatron was pure evil in almost every Transformers interpretation. He was smart. He wasn't like stupid evil. He wasn't too much of a cartoon villain, but he was pure evil. He was the type of person who would shoot someone just because he thought, ah, I'm bored. Um, he would shoot a puppy if he yeah, had the exactly. chance. It's just like, um, it's just like oh, shut up. Starscream! And you know, like, but they made Megatron into a decent person with a blue-collar background who actually had a reason. He was a socialist revolutionary. Like, that's that's not Megatron, according to what came before. But that's my Megatron. I love that interpretation of the character, and it's definitive for me. Has, and, anyone, has anyone yeah. read uh, the Power Rangers uh, versus uh, Justice League comic here? Fuck no. 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 It's an actually good comic, and it has a lot of insight for characters that don't usually get insight, Are you such serious? as on which yeah. side? Uh, Alpha Five. Oh, you mean the Power Rangers side? What the hell? Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so, so those who don't know the, I, uh, I think it was IDW, uh, Justice League versus the Power Rangers basically has emerged. No, it was it was Boom Comics. Uh, well, it was Boom Comics. Uh, they merged the two franchises because uh, of I think it was um, Brainiac. So Brainiac starts uh, by the end. Sorry, spoilers. By the end, uh, he gets like near Alpha Five and starts to um, corrupt him, and that's where Alpha Five and Brainiac have a, a little chat about what it means to be sentient, and it gets a little like deep on that moment, and that's how it's just a little deep. like it's, it's just the kitty pool deep. It's kind of kitty pools kind of touching outside of the kitty pool but basically that's how they managed to win because uh, Brainiac had control over the megaswords Brainiac had control over the station that has the, that the Justice League have basically they were effed in the B <laughs> and Alpha 5 comes out of nowhere and saves the day it was Amazing. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I'm gonna read that. And, and I think going back to what Ali said about adaptations and changing things, I think you can definitely have a great story, but a bad adaptation, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I think is why yeah, you don't you like Wonder doesn't like the comics. Like, yeah, they're a great story, but you don't like it as an adaptation because you like the original stuff a lot. They actually, I, the fact that I don't like it, I would like it. Some, some, I would like some of it because some of their characters they made they were like shit. I, I when when I said Andros was a fucking cardboard, I, I didn't mean like he was just oh emotionless and so deep and so much. No, no, he was cardboard. He was shit. Uh, some of the characters they made they were really good. Uh, they had actually like two original characters and they were really fucking good. If they had made like uh, a series with original characters or rebooted something and actually call it a reboot and not like we're grabbing people with from different dimensions and this is actually canon, if I if they made that, I would actually like like the I, I think I would like it. The problem I have is like they try to pull so much nostalgia out of the fans, and they didn't respect the material they were working with. If you're gonna grab nostalgia, you fucking respect that shit, dude. You you don't. You don't, like, I don't know, you don't betray the fandom that you're try, trying to pull the nostalgia strings from, you know? Yeah, no, I get you. That's actually a big problem with comic writers in general, uh, where they'll get a hold of a character or of a story because, you know, a comic, by its nature, unless it's something creator-owned and that has a preset beginning and end, usually a comic goes, and even then, usually a comic goes through a lot of creators. Like, you'll have a different writer, yep. and during that writer's time, you'll have three artists, and you'll have an inker, and you'll have a letterer, and every single one of these people makes choices to make the story what it is, and make the characters what they are. And the problem is that with as long as comics have been going on, there's a lot of people who were fans, and, you know, I think being a fan is a double-edged sword. Because on one hand, you have the people who are absolutely so passionate about it that they will deliver something amazing. On the other hand, you have the people that are so passionate about it that they will deliver something that only caters to them. So I think that's a problem with just comics in general, where a, where a creator will get a... For example, 
I know this is uh, a bit of a touchy subject, but Tom King's Batman. Tom King's Batman oh. is amazingly written for the first few issues. Like, I really liked it. I, I loved I Am Suicide and I Am Gotham, except for the character of Gotham, who was a terrible character. But he was showered with, you know, him and Gotham Girl were showered with a lot of love and attention, precisely because they were Tom King characters, not Batman characters. So I think that's a problem with comics. That just happens a lot, where a writer will get a book, especially if it's a team book or an ensemble book, and they'll just highlight their favorite characters, leave everyone else by the wayside, and just ignore what came before them as much as they want. That's why comics have so much of a broken continuity, and why some people, depending on when they grew up, will love some characters and hate others. Yeah, yeah I mean, even if. Sorry. No, yeah, definitely. It's. I mean, and getting back to the topic, yeah, comics are one of the biggest expanded universes because they're ongoing. They never, they rarely stop unless they're canceled. I think that's a problem. Yeah, it I is. Think it's, that's a pretty big problem. Storytelling-wise, yes. Yes, I love comics. Like, they're one of my favorite media. But I agree that comics are representative of every single problem an expanded universe can have. Like, it has the, it has the too many creators problem where everything is totally different and characters can add completely different from one book to the next because it's got different creators. They can look completely different because it's got different creators. Um, you can have three three or four versions of the same character running at the same time with completely different stories and universes. Like, yeah, that's those are terrible problems. And it, then it also has the problems that everything needs to be building up towards the next big event, the next big crisis, the next big reboot, the next big, you know, civil war. Oh, the next big war. thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's got every single problem an expanded universe can have, but they also have experience with expanded universes, which is exactly why I think Marvel was the first company to do that, because they have over 70 years experience with an expanded universe. They have an established fan base too. Oh yeah, but lots of things have established fan bases. For example, uh, Justice League, DC. Books. Oh no, don't oh, go there. No, yes. no, no. And I love those books. I absolutely adore those books. Oh, the books I have, yes. I have the all books, the yeah. collector's editions of all of them, including the Heroes of Olympus series and all the nine. Oh, what the hell? I, I have every single thing. I have the Kane Chronicles. I tried to read Magnus Chase. I, I probably should pick it back up. But it's got some great representation, but it's, I don't know. I was kind of burnt down with Rick Riordan by that point. Um, and it's getting a new Disney Plus series, by the way. That's, I'm excited about that. That's yes, actually a really I'm cool thing. Really excited. But I, I, I am actually hesitant to get my hopes up because what the fuck? No, I, I have, I have the first and second times. Have you seen Rick's emails? Like he posted uh, on his blog. Well, he posted a link on Twitter to his blog to his emails with the production team for the movie. Uh huh. And oh god, I can see why that movie was so terrible. He has like nine emails where he's like okay guys you're changing it too much why did you want to adapt my book if you weren't going to follow the book like guys this is this has too much te uh, quote unquote teenager humor that's going to make teenagers think it's lame and it's going to make parents think their kids shouldn't see it like it's just terrible don't do this and why is Grover so racially insensitive and why are you cutting out so much and why are you adding this and why are you doing that and why is there sexual tension between Annabeth and Percy they're supposed to be 12 and you know there's a shitload of emails that Rick sent the produ the producing team, and every single answer is like, "No, nah, it's okay. No, nah, it's okay." He rewrote the script for them. 
and they actually, truly are I actually hope Percy Jackson is fucking 12 on this one. Oh my god. Yes. Rick so Riordan has... <laughs> out of topic, Rick Riordan has, has the best Animal ever. Crossing and he has his own island and he's posting it on Twitter and it's so cute. Oh my god. Dude, Rick Riordan is adorable. I love Rick Riordan and he has one of the best Twitter feeds ever. Like he did, is did you see how he reacted when he was actually given the news? The, 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 Disney, the Disney Plus series were... The beginning. guacamole recipe, yes. Oh my god, he was he's so cute. But yeah. yeah, like I love I, I really hope they respect at least the part where they're children cuz that gets rid of the sexual I think, I think they will because uh I honestly think that however you feel about Stranger Things, I think it opened a very important door where people realize that the most important thing for a child actor isn't that they're cute but that they're an actor. Yeah, yes. Cuz yeah. before this most child actors followed the Macaulay Culkin model, which, you know, if for whatever reason you're listening to this, Mr. Culkin, don't get offended. You're an amazing person, but you were kind of a shit actor. Um, what the so hell? They followed him. He's a really cool person now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, <laughs> um, but they followed the Macaulay Culkin model, which is like, does this kid have big eyes? Is he sort of adorable? Does he have a squeaky voice? You're in, kid. And is he white? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's always... A prerequisite for child actors, unless you're Jaden Smith. Um, but you can we don't talk about that guy. Yeah, but his prerequisite was, oh my, dad's famous and making yeah, the he, he, he's movie. But... I really like Jade too. He's a pretty cool person. Uh, but now again, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they followed that model, and it was if the kid was cute, it didn't matter, and we had generations upon generations of shitty child actors that were there because they were adorable. Uh, with a few exceptions, like Leo DiCaprio, who started acting when he was like 15 or 13, and he was amazing in that. Um, but I think Stranger Things came along, and none of those kids are cute. Like, the Will, only adorable Will, Will, kid... Will, Will, he's adorable. He's like a chibi guy thingy. No, the, the only adorable kid in the first season is uh, Dustin and Eleven. Nah, Will. Dustin Will. and Eleven are really adorable. No, Will has an adorable personality. I'm talking visually. Are you seeing Noah Schnapp? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm reading. I'm reading the the. Did you just the... call Noah Schnapp ugly? The poor no, he's kid. not ugly. I'm saying he's not adorable. He's not like, like the stereotypical cute. Okay, kid. Dude, just because you you see something, it's not A doesn't mean That's it's actually right. it's actually B. I was I was yeah. I was kidding. He's not ugly. He's just not the stereotypical big eye, small nose, super large large forehead, adorable kid. He's just an actual kid. Mm-hmm. He's not ugly old. He's just a kid, and yeah. um, and, and he's like adorable an personality. And Will Byers needs to be protected. Yes, he is an incredible um, actor too. Yeah, Season he's an Will Byers is the greatest thing about Stranger Things. Yeah, and Noah Schnapp and Millie Bobby Brown are the best actors I've seen. Like, like not even child actors. I think they might be some of the best actors in Netflix. Full stop. I felt it everywhere. But yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, but I think it, it opened an important door where these kids weren't traditionally like adorable, like, oh, look at the cute kid. They weren't traditional child actors, but they were amazing actors. And I think that's going to be very important because they were actually cast. Like, they, they actually had an open casting. It wasn't like, oh, bring you, child model agency, bring us your cutest kids, which is usually how it goes. They actually had an open casting where it was like, yo, parents, if your kids want to act and they can act, send us a video. Yeah. So it turned out great. 
Yeah. I think they should do that for the Percy Jackson series because, you know, let's get rid oh, yeah, of that. In fact, let's get rid of that. Talking about that, I, I'm reading throughout the, the blog of Rick Riordan. Mm -hmm. And I just love this. He compliments he compliments a lot of things during his emails. And then proceeds with having said Oh no, that, he destroys them. I love them. He because he's like, this news. is really cool. I really love the fact that you're gonna be lugging Angelina Jolie's head throughout the entire country. It's really funny <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, that, that's a beautiful email. Um and he, <laughs> like, I really think this is amazing. News. Yeah, this I as a whole is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he actually deviates from the book. Though it certainly does. That point of being almost unrecognizable as the same story. Fans of the books will be angry and disappointed. They will leave the theater the in in what? In droves. In droves and generate horrible word of mouth. That is an absolute given if the strip if the script goes forward as it stands now. What did they answer? Ish. He doesn't have any of the answers. He just says like that. This email was ignored. This email was ignored. This email was replied to with a negative. This email, like he just says that he doesn't actually publish the answers. Yeah, and probably yeah. legally he can't. But yeah, he can't legally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but the like, thing is, he makes some good arguments too. Like he says, wait, he, wait, he wait. literally says, "I understand a decision has been made to age the main characters to seventeen. No one wants to see this film succeed more than I do." So let me share a couple of reasons why this is a very bad idea from a money-making point of view. If they First, went to franchise, it the possibility of a franchise. Uh huh. I don't know if you have had the chance to read it. There are other four, there are four other books, and it's grounded on the premise that Percy must progress from twelve to sixteen, where he must make a decision that saves the world. I assume that, and he blacks out the name, would at least like to keep open the option of sequels, assuming the first movie does well. Starting Percy at 17 makes this undoable, which makes sense, you know, because by the time you were filming the fourth film, the actress would be like 30 something. Yeah. Yeah. Because so Alessandro Daddario right sure. now is 40? And, and he argues with the Harry what Potter the movie and he makes a good argument. Really? Alexandra? The thing is with the Harry Potter movies, they all turn out to be really good actors. But the first movie, oh my god, the child acting oh in the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> We don't talk about that actually. We don't, we don't, yeah, it's it's great that we got to, to experience the Spanish dub. So because then the child Latin is severely toned down because I'm pretty sure none of the dub actors are, chi are are children. Oh no, they're definitely not children. Like as someone who's been a dub actor, um, yeah, no, they're definitely not children. Yeah. yeah. So Alexander Zaria yeah, is actually four, 34. There's a 40 year old man in a booth somewhere pretending to be a 10-year-old kid for a Harry Potter movie. Or there was at some point. Yes. What? Definitely, yes. Dude, yeah. like, the, the, the average age of, like, voice actors is pretty high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, most, most voice actors are, like, 30-something. And that's the ones that play children. You don't want to know how old the guy that dubs Samuel L. Jackson to Spanish is. <laughs> no, Samuel L. Jackson watch anime. Yes, yes, we know. What? We know. He actually has that, that comment that set the internet on fire where he was asked, do you like anime? And he said, yeah, hentai too. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's canon, everyone. Samuel L. Jackson does like anime. Hentai does too. Mace, does that mean Mace Window likes anime? Of course. He probably does. has a, a body pillow 
somewhere. I mean, Maze Wind is just a more reserved Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I would say, yes. say pretty much every character Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson makes, makes is just pretty much a different version of Samuel L. Jackson. But slightly Are they even different versions, though? Like, it's just Samuel L. Jackson. He was randomly yeah, just... teleported to this universe and he took on a new name and started doing stuff. But he's so good, yeah. we just take that. He just rolled up with it. They yeah. Said, hey, here, here's a lightsaber. He's like Tom Cruise, but I believe him. Here's an iPad. <laughs> Christ. I, I can agree with that. I seriously hate Tom Cruise, guys. Yeah, I, I just realized Same. you were internalizing it. I, I haven't, I've never seen I respect them any of the Mission Impossible movies. Because I do I've not like. They're fine. They're fun. Some of them are the greatest action movies we've had in like twenty years. Have you seen? Like, have you seen Kingsman? Yes. 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 Fallout, Fallout and Phantom Man. Phantom Thingy Phantom Protocol are some of the greatest action movies we've had in this generation. Like, especially uh, talking specifically about that that specific genre. They're really, really good, and they're really well made. I mean, I think Fallout. Fallout. I'm yeah. gonna check up the IMDb's or like different ratings. Oh, you keep saying Fallout, and I keep imagining power armor. Oh my god! Yeah, I keep imagining the franchise too. Uh, but Mission Impossible Fallout. Let me let me check. Yeah, I know what you're talking I mean, about, but uh, my mind just goes elsewhere. Ninety-seven. Honestly, anytime I've seen a Mission Impossible Impossible movie, it's just because I know that Simon Pegg is in them. Is in them. Oh yeah, I watch the Mission Impossible movies exclusively because my mom likes them and because of Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Phantom Pegg Protocol is, is actually like really, really good too. No, it they have some good moments. More. I've enjoyed some of those movies a lot. They're definitely turn off your brain movies, but I've enjoyed some of those movies a lot. I'm not saying they're bad movies at all. Yeah, some action you said some actions are pretty fun, really. Yeah, no, they're actually like I like the Mission Impossible movies as action films. I really do. But I honestly don't understand why that makes Tom Cruise. Uh, excuse me, someone just came into. Okay, um, I'll be. Okay. Well, he's out. I'm gonna talk. Okay. So, um, <laughs> when Ali said the thing about turning off your brain movies, I just I, immediately. I don't like that term. I don't got... like that term. Me I'm either. Sorry, my but there are some people downstairs. We're knocking on my door. There are some movies that are that, that that do be like that, and there's this there's this movie that it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh no, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Has anyone seen it? Samuel oh, L. Jackson. No. And um, I did not. Eddie Reynolds. I mean Ryan Reynolds. Not even Samuel L. Jackson could make me watch it. I forgot about that movie. What the hell? I didn't know the movie existed. I love it. It's just Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds being Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds for like how long the movie lasts. The thing is, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't get on IMDb. Doesn't get that. Um, you only get one motherfucker throughout the movie. What the hell? It. Really? He, he gets like a bazillion, and they're well used. Oh, oh. I mean, he's Sam oh. Jackson. Denying Sam Jackson a motherfucker is like. Denying Daniel Day Lewis the ability to. Okay, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's like denying Daniel Day. I was DeVito. gonna say something that. I... Okay, no, denying Samuel it's Jackson like, the motherfucker is like, like denying. denying... to have a rant. No, it's like denying Christian Bale his weight loss pills. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. No, I love Christian Bale and I respect him as an actor, 
but he has an obsession with weight changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how can I suffer for this movie? I, I respect that. I respect that. But at least he's not Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis thinks, how can I make my wife and children suffer for this movie? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not going there. I think <laughs> it's not Mr. Uh, what's his face? Anyhow. Uh, Anyhow. Anyhow. We're, 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 we're not talking about Jerry Leto. So Mission Impossible movies, yes. Yes, so, Mission Impossible uh, movies. They're, they're good. Okay. They're good. They're pretty yeah, good. They're, good. they're, they're fine. Good. I, I really don't think it excuses Tom Cruise. First one and like, second one are mediocre to shit. Uh, uh, from third one on, they're like some of the greatest action films we've had. They're entertaining. For a long while. I agree, but I also think that it's not because of Tom Cruise. It I, oh, yeah. I think he's some of the weakest parts in some of the movies. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of the action scenes, to see no, but really, like I understand he has a reputation. I understand he has a reputation for doing his own stunts. And that makes it a lot cheaper to film some really wild stuff that looks amazing on screen. Like, I will not deny that. But the I also airplane think... scene, for example. Oh, yeah, the airplane scene. Yeah. But I also think that, seriously, Tom Cruise... Ah, I just... Ugh. Isn't he, like, obsessed with saying, like, yeah, I do my own stunts? Yeah. <laughs> it's his gimmick. It's I get to do that, though. Yeah, it's... What kind of dangerous thing that... That could almost kill me. Can I do this year? Basically, if if you grab a if you get grab a plane and have actually you know from the yeah, outside okay. and survive that shit, even yeah, if you have like he was heavily safeguarded for that. It's just not. No, like, I know, oh, yeah. I know. But if you but do I that as an actor, specifically an action actor, you get to throw shade. You get to say, "I do my own stunts." Because oh, that's, yeah, no, that's I, the weirdest thing ever. No, I agree with that. I it like he, it definitely. It definitely garners some respect. I respect him for that. Like that. That's some amazing stuff to do, especially as an action actor. But I will also say this: Have you guys noticed that the actors that do their own stunts tend to be the actors that support heavily oppressive regimes? Like they just want out. Like Tom Cruise with Scientology and Jackie Chan with the Chinese Communist Party. Like they, they Wait, do their stunts, and Wait, I'm what? thinking it's because they just want out. Jackie Wait, what? 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 Explain Jackie, that last Jackie, thing. No, you just threw a bomb casually. <laughs> That's not a bomb. I thought everyone knew it was like no, no. Jen is a great action actor that don't, that did a lot of great stunts. I didn't know about. I didn't have to know that. I, I, oh, no, Jackie, I love Jackie Chan and like I love him as an actor, and I used to love him as a person until I found that out. Explain. What the fuck? Explain, please. I, I thought he was too. Like, believe I. That was one of the biggest disappointments of, I that I had. Legally, it's better if he doesn't explain for our safety. Yeah, legally, it's better yeah, if I don't yeah, explain. Yeah, you guys, yeah. You guys, okay. You guys have. And on that note, I think we should probably, you know, end it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need some time to process that comment, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm traumatized. I'm reading the whole thing. I would have preferred to keep living a lie. Ali, can you can you like um do the outro? Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay, I did not expect everyone to go into blue screen of death mode. I did. I, I thought everybody knew. I'm actually, no. I'm, reading, I'm reading through it. This is some good shit. Like, I, I actually, I recommend. We can discuss this post-stream. But like, yes. wow. Yes. Just wow. Just <laughs> 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 See you later, boys.
Yeah, we, we can keep talking there. about that after after we stop recording. But <laughs> okay, goodbye, so, people. Guys, this has been at the wall. Please, please do not throw Jackie Chan at the wall. Um, <laughs> he knows how to fight. Don't throw Jackie Chan anywhere. In fact, he knows how to fight. He will kick your ass. Um, <laughs> but make it funny, probably. And make it funny, and make it really funny, and we will probably and be dressed as or something. Um. But yeah, you, you often Google that in your spare time. Uh, we love you guys, I think. Um, and no, After I, that comment, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I agree with what you just typed in the chat. Okay, so um, anyway, for the outro, uh, free Hong Kong, Chinese Communist oh, Party, if no, you're listening. No, no, you're going to believe that. <laughs> oh, you, if you're, no, if you're listening, Mr. Xi, Believe don't that. I am 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 I am